0: Yes, yes. Welcome to Conversations of the Heart. It is your boy, T2. Um, This is the season finale, uh, season one of Conversations of the Heart. Looking forward to having my boy, Mr. Philip Hammond on to discuss business. So rock with me. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. They, it's the day before the election, Election Eve. I hope everybody has gone out to vote and do all that good stuff. I voted early. Absolutely. So we're just going to wait, wait for everybody to come in, join us, so we can have this, this conversation. All right. See, I see my brother Phil, Philip Hammond in the building.
1: What's up T? Oh yes, yes. How you doing, sir? <laughs> What's up, brother? Oh man, not much, man.
0: Um uh first and foremost, um appreciate you uh taking the time out to do this here with me. Um I know you're a very, very busy man, you know, doing <laughs> a lot of different uh, a lot of different things in life. So um I definitely appreciate you taking the time out to do this here, man, because I think it's so important. Um and for people who don't know, um. Uh, Mr. Philip Hammond, he is the founder of PH Consulting and Media LLC. He is a producer and he is a media buyer. Um, And he's doing some uh, amazing things. Um, So the first thing is, so for people who don't know what a media buyer is, um, what is a media buyer?
1: Well, first off, um, I just learned that this is your season one finale.
0: Yeah, yeah, season one finale, um, you know. Getting ready for season two, uh, but yeah, this is the season finale. We're about thirty-four episodes in, so okay, thirty-four. Season... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I... we're about thirty-four episodes in, man.
1: Wow, and this is this 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 came at a at a time that I, I think that people needed this. So I congratulate you on the show. I think it's very it, organic, man. and I think a lot of people learn from it. Um, I try to tune into mm-hmm. episodes whenever you're doing them. I think it's it's a great idea. Um, so congratulations, and I feel honored to be your your last guest on season one finale.
0: Yes, sir. We're um, going out with a bang this season, baby.
1: Yo, I see that, man. Um, so uh, yeah, media buyer. So I, I know a lot of people know what like a producer does or a writer, which which, right. which is my fifty percent of my my job. The other side is uh, media buying. So. Mm-hmm. We, we do everything all together, right? So mm-hmm. in, the, in the terms of process, it's creatively, it's a creative dump, which is like when we meet with the client, we talk about what their goal is um, mm-hmm. and what key they want to advertise the creative that we call it, we're going to put out for them. So in terms of like, say, a TV commercial, what we would do is we meet with them, they tell us what they're trying to do. Uh, then we'll creatively come up with like a concept or a campaign mm-hmm. title. And then I start drafting up like the cast, the crew that's gonna be on a project. We right. shoot the creative. And during the time that we're shooting the creative, what we do is we put together a media plan. So say for instance, in mm-hmm. television, we're gonna yeah. pull um, some demographics um, and we're gonna find out what demographics fit the networks that we're about to put it on. And then we'll put mm-hmm. together, like, say, three or four strong networks that we feel the thing is going to appeal to them. And then what I do is I go into like the, negoi- the negotiation stage, which is if, say, for instance, uh, they come at us and they say five hundred ads we're going to give you for five thousand dollars, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is uh, ten dollars an ad, right? Which is which is pretty good, right? Um, right. But then I say. You know, I I really want these guys to knock it out the park from the beginning. Can we do 750 ads as part mm-hmm. of so Ads are like 15 second spots, 30 second spots, 60 second spots. So we'll work. I'll work them. is said, well, if they can commit to three months, we'll we'll work with you, Phil, on that or whatever, right? And so, that's kind of the the role of a media buyer. It is to okay. represent just like how you have like an attorney or or, or uh an agent is to mm-hmm. represent your best interest um mm-hmm. and to try to negotiate the best media spend for your dollars
0: got you oh man that's that's super dope man so look you know for, for, so for people who don't know um i've i've known Phil since I was about 4 years old so <laughs> yes <laughs> So I think you know the the to see the transition from boys to young adults to teenagers to men, real yeah. real like real life real life stages. Um, yeah. you've always been about yeah, like the entrepreneur game. Like you all like you've always been that way. Um, you know I was always fifty fifty on it. You you know I was kind of like you know I. I was corporate America for a while, but then yeah. I wanted my own thing and, and and you know I was 50, 50 on it, and I wanted the best of both worlds when it came to that part, you know, um, yeah. but you've always been a hundred percent on entrepreneurship, and I've seen the business evolve from when you started i mean I, I, I mean I correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if it was eighteen years old, um, you started this business um, or you yeah. started out in, in entrepreneurship. And it evolved, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not going to say the age, but it, it's evolved <laughs> now um, throughout the years, you know, to where it's, it's, you know, you've reinvented, you know, you're doing different things now um, yeah. over yeah. and over, you know, you always just reinvent the business to where it's, it's, it's just taken off and it's successful. So yeah. c- congratulations uh, Yo. uh, uh, to you for, you know, for that. Um, yeah, so take me to the progressions because some people have a business, right? And mm-hmm. they stick with just that idea like this is just the one thing that they want to do, right mm. and whether it works or whether it doesn't like work, it's just this is I'm just going to just do this one thing. So where I've seen you do things, some of them worked, some of them some, some things didn't work, right? right or some of them worked for a season, right And yeah yeah, right you know, but then normally for, for a lot of people, if that one thing doesn't work, they either just close up shop or they just try to force it to make it work. Yeah. So how did you actually say, hey, you know what? This was good for a season, or, or this didn't work. And now, how did you reinvent yourself now to where you have a thriving business on a consistent basis?
1: So like some of my my businesses were, you know, um, my back story is that my dad, right, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <coughs> sorry my dad is an entrepreneur like through Through and through through. i know my grandfather was a a, a businessman too entrepreneur engineer in jamaica right Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: i thought that um i always loved art and so i thought i was going to be an artist i was going to work for disney all your
0: family's like that. All your family's artistic. So yeah.
1: <laughs> that is true. Facts. That is true. Facts. They They are all like that and very artistic. And But I, I wanted to do something in business, so I did like my dad's field in architecture. So I did go to school for mm-hmm. architecture, mm-hmm. and I took classes at Cooper Union, which was like a really good art school in the city. Um, mm-hmm. And I studied art for a little bit. But ultimately, um, and I was in the architectural club, I thought I was going to go to city college and become this architect or whatever, like Frank Lloyd Wright. But what I realized is that um, architecture is just a percent of creativity and art and a lot of engineering and math. Right. So I realized that architecture may not be for me, but I did want to, I did like the thought of being an entrepreneur. I mean, us going to St. Clair's one of the things that I appreciated was that, my dad was an entrepreneur so like if we were sick we could go home like most people that were sick you know they went into the the, the sick office near Mister. Yep. mr daniel's office and that was mm-hmm. it you, you know you gotta go back to class put your head down me mm-hmm. and my brother we got we called sick my dad was there within 15 20 minutes because he had back. his own business right back. um so i like that because and, and then he might just like you know if i felt better he might take us to the park or something So that always was appealing to me, right? The Um, time
0: being spent with your family. Like the time being able to kind of being with your family, all that stuff, right?
1: Big time, big time, man. And like, so like having that freedom was just appealing to me. I just, I love that thing. I mean, family, friends, just being able to say no to people. My dad would curse people out. Like, no, you know, take your money back or whatever, right? And I thought that (laughs) was so like... I thought that was so power. That was such like a power. I was like, wow, right? So I say that to say when I, when um when you know Ray and I, uh, Raymond, you know was my best friend throughout school, um, um a lot through high school. Uh, I hanged out with him a lot, and then when he went to Saint John's University, he studied film and production, and so with film and production, I I got a chance to tag on with him, and. Um, I started really liking being on set I, I like the creative process sitting down even with the editors and that was mm-hmm. appealing to me so what we did is we said well we want to start doing a movie right but before we do a movie we need to build like an audience or a following right back then there was no real following but we said we mm-hmm. want to we want to grab a following so we're like, how do you do followings? Well, I was like, all right, well, beautiful girls, right? <laughs> so if you have beautiful girls, like, working for you and on your side, things are going to happen, right? They're going to go tell people, and people are showing up. So we're like, before we do a movie, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get a following, and then some people will come and support us. And uh, actually, Ray um, did a short film called Win, a 15-minute mm-hmm. film, and um, – he went door to door selling tapes and the girls he was selling them on campus and that was doing really well so we decided to you know working with the girls we decided to do a calendar at first it was like a guy girls calendar um and then we we found this there was this more interest for the girls side of thing so we mm-hmm. just, we developed a, a calendar and the company we started was royal blue dimes right
0: yes i remember so,
1: yes so royal blue dimes <laughs> was one of the first model companies out. This is before like, like World Star or any of that other stuff. Right. And then the only, the counter for like the higher end, like Maxim and all that stuff. Right. But we right. were like urban. Right. Um, so, you know, we appealed to Hispanics, black, Asian. Um, so we did that for a while and we actually, that was when I kind of hit the nightlife scene. So between those yep. two calendars, we started doing events. So we were doing events mm-hmm. with uh, Keisha Cole, Joe Budden, of um, mm-hmm. Envy, um, mm-hmm. and but what I found that was happening with the web with the with the with the girls even I mean and Ray got really good at web design. We started learning how to do things like shoot and stuff. We we learned that mm-hmm. as we went along. So Ray was more on the creative side. I was more on the manager side of things. Right. Um, so Funkmaster Flex car shows. The King magazine would book us. We'd go out there with the girls but then i started this is when um incredible hulk hypnotic was popping or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. we don't even know what that is probably some of the followers or whatever right yeah uh, yeah um yeah but um yeah so we did that for a little bit um and what i found out in that business was that people were requesting the girls and stuff but i didn't really find value in myself Mm -hmm. like um, they were like, Oh, Phil, come through, everything has come, you know. But bring the girls, like, you know, it was always like, You know, bring the girls, bring the girls. And shout so, out to
0: uh, Sudan's in the building,
1: Sudan, Su- uh, uh, Sudan's
0: man. watching Marlon. Yes, that's my um, sister law. <laughs> shout out so to Ryder His Wrongs is in the building, yes. yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. What's up, what's up, guys? Um, so you know, doing that business for a little bit, I you know, we come to realize, um, and actually now that Sedan was on, Ray was home a lot of times. So Ray just had a baby, right? So he Mm -hmm. was home doing the family thing a lot, right? So it -hmm. left me to really be out in the streets and, like, kind of doing the promotion and stuff. He did the creative stuff, the web design. He made sure all the graphics was always, you know, great. And then I would go out to clubs, and we would do, you know, try to get the name out there, sell calendars. Um, And funny enough, the two people that sold the most calendars in that whole time was sedan who's on who is raymond's wife and my current wife now who wasn't my wife at the time um samantha she 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 was you know an entrepreneur and stuff so we had a little success but we were losing so much money i mean we took out loans for that business i mean we must have spent twenty, thirty thousand dollars on those events right The amazon right. club a um i mean paying out all the oh people. man you
0: you bring it back, Club A, Club yeah, in Missouri. Club, Club a, my Club stopper, a. This is my stopping <laughs> grounds right
1: there. And then shout out to
0: Queens. Yeah. Yes.
1: You know, I'm not afraid. Listen, I'm, I'm 38. I'm not afraid to say it. Like I, I'm I'm doing, you know, I, I feel like I'm a great place in my life. Um but yeah, so I, I felt like unaccomplished, right? And then Ray and I really wanted to get into our our passion was movie making. That was really what we wanted to do. The girl, Mm -hmm. you know, the model thing, that was kind of like sidetracking, you know? And then Mm -hmm. um, another sidetrack came. So that was like 2004, 2005, 2006. And in 2006, we launched a web design company called Royal Blue Designs. And Mm -hmm. we had the opportunity to meet with uh, Jamie Lamb, who had a show on Fox 5 at the time. He had like a, he brought up acts like Gym Class Heroes, Paramore, um, the Jonas Brothers, right? And so we partnered with him, and that was kind of like toward the end of the the modeling thing. I mean, we were doing really well. We were on Maxim Radio. Um, mm-hmm. We were we were we were doing a lot. We were doing a lot of print stuff. We were doing stuff with Whiteclaff and and it was going mm-hmm. good. We did a uh, we did a couple R Kelly uh, music videos with them. We did Olivia. Hey we hey did,
0: uh, hey! TV. I I want to know what I did with R Kelly, man. Let's keep that moving.
1: <laughs> no no no, no. Keep we, that, no that was with that, that, that tons of cameras and stuff around you know that was, that was, that was on set um, but but we um, you know one of the things that I always thought was um, you know like you said reinventing yourself right so at right. the time web design was becoming really a big thing right people wanted custom websites before it was only corporate people like big names doing it right. Amazon and these guys were coming out with books mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. we said, listen, entrepreneurs now are starting to get into the, listen, I need a website to promote myself aspect of things. And they had no clue. So Ray already had a, a, a step up on the competition because we mm-hmm. were doing websites so much for ourselves. We started doing it for other people. Mm. Right. And, um, so we, we ended up getting a private server, and we started hosting people, and we charged a monthly fee for maintenance and uh, creating website names and stuff like that. So that was doing really well. That was around the time that I actually first started, like, knowing my wife, my current wife. Um, you know, mm-hmm. she was an entrepreneur. Shout, shout out to the wife.
0: Shout out to Sam. Shout yeah, out to the shout wife.
1: Out to Sam. <laughs> She had her own She had her own business stuff going, right? And she needed help with websites, and she was still doing mm-hmm. her modeling stuff, so we were able to help her and, and help brand her at the time, right? right. Um, um, to this day, I still call her Netflix TV. <laughs> um, I, I just changed her name to Samantha Hammond in my phone, literally. Like this whole That's time. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had a good run for the web design thing. What we started happening was we were doing everything for everybody, and then um you know uh some of these sites started coming out where the do-it-yourself websites started coming out and we started finding um flash was starting to kind of die down and web design um it it was still there but people wanted to start managing their own account so they wanted to design Mm -hmm. stuff but not manage it and the management the residual income that was coming from Mm -hmm. that was what was keeping us going so, we had mm-hmm. a modeling site. So, at the time, people were paying just to see pictures of girls in clothes. Like, you know, it wasn't like right. it was anything now. Right. So, people. So we had an, a, 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 a reoccurring revenue, right, going. A revenue stream going where we did the work once. And that was always our thing. Do the work once and keep getting paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's still my thing to today, right? Right. Because if you can do... um it's like, I would say the analogy, imagine you do you design a bathroom one time and then every time somebody uses that bathroom, you get paid. You get paid. Right? <laughs> right? That's, so you I millionaires, that.
0: right? it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I, so I always follow that that, that that policy. So with the with the girl stuff, we, we, we did a, a site that you had to pay to keep, you had a, a membership, and we had that one for years. With the website, we gave them a certain amount of credit. So you called me up and said, hey, Phil, I need some changes on my website all right, T, we deduct that from your, all right, you got three things this week. Mm-hmm. And if, sometimes we would actually um, cycle them over. So if you didn't have any right. changes last week, we say, all right, we'll give you five up to five changes this week, right? Um, mm-hmm. So when we did that, um, we found that people were starting to want to do it themselves and wanted to manage themselves. So there goes that residual income. We had the 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 initial right we'd still get paid to do the website but they want to manage their own site and you know ray and i were talking and we were like man we need to do what we really wanted to do was filmmaking and mm-hmm. so uh in around 2008 we kind of you know died down with the web design stuff we still did it because it was keeping the lights on right and as entrepreneurs yeah. one thing i'd say is that you know when you have a family and you're entrepreneur it, it, it's very hard, man. Like, it's, it's, it is, um, you know, when you're counting on yourself or you're just thinking about yourself, uh, you can do anything, man. You could, you could live off of chips, crown fried, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you have a wife and a child, which Ray had years before me, it was just me. You know we sac- we had to sacrifice a lot so when we did our- when we started our first film, we were like we don't know anything about filmmaking right in terms of producing a film. we know radios how to shoot and stuff mm-hmm. and I know how to like cast because I've cast for so long with the modeling thing I got good at mm-hmm. casting mm-hmm. so man we started casting um we started uh, casting for our film in 2008 um Nick, mm-hmm. that was the one that Nick started right travail. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, Yes, and I and I, you know we we crafted that title and Travail was very controversial. So we said, listen, if we're going to do something, we need to come out with something that grabs people's attention. So Travail was a very controversial film. But it's relevant what, today, by the way. It would be. very it's relevant today. Yeah, I should have relaunched that. Yeah, I should have relaunched told.
0: that of, of this year. I told I you know, man, like, told me about
1: that, you know, and we, we, <laughs> we, we thought it. we definitely thought about that, too. Man, man. It's, it's so funny. My wife uh, told me the other day, like, babe, do you ever see yourself doing movies again? And I was like, hmm. I was like, I, I think so. I said, I don't know. But, but at the time before, oh, man, movie making was the thing. Right. But what I learned from making that first film, uh, you know, we raised a little capital. We had another partner on that, um, Sam Price. Shout out to Sam Price. And um, Sam went to St. John's with Ray. So the three of us really got into his uh, old school Cadillac (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh, started riding around making a movie. Um, One of our friends had like a cookie company and then she had Mm -hmm. all of these like little uh, drink sponsors. So she gave us a ton of cookies and drinks and we piled that in the back of Sam's Cadillac (laughs) And because it was cold when we were shooting, it was like a little refrigerator for us. So that was our meals. We would just be eating cookies and drinks all day on set, busting out this film, right? And some of the people that I know to today, one of my best friends, um, Jules and uh, Tiffany, and a lot of the girls and cast that um, I work with on that said, I'm still good friends with today. But what Travail taught us was that you have to really treat filmmaking like a business, right? You have to set it up with a, with a separate name. Um, and so that part of the reinventing was uh, was new to us because we said, all right, filmmaking is a whole nother deal. It's not like, hey, you're gonna pay me to make this website. It's like right. we had to raise money. And most of, the, most of the people that were part of that film, we did what's called the fur pay. Meaning if the, p- the film gets picked up, they would get a percent or a payment right. off of the mm-hmm. total that we, that we sell right. right um and then we did what was called um bartering contracts with all the places we shot so we said hey mm-hmm. if i was shooting at say uh a 7-eleven i'd be like hey man listen we will we'll, uh we'll make some flyers for your next slurpy day if you mm-hmm. give us the, the space for like five minutes just to shoot this quick scene Right, so that was was my go through. I'd go in and kind of negotiate with them and barter, because we had no funds. Uh, Moving moving ahead uh, to our second film, Redhead Randy, uh, Redhead Randy, we raised money, right? So we did what was called crowdfunding, right? And we did uh, um, artist participation. So essentially all the families that were helping us to fund this, we brought their children into the movies, and these kids were bullied. Right. So they, I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have a platform, you know. So um so it was a very special film for us because we learned about bully side and we you know, we didn't know what that mm-hmm. was. And so all of these kids that never had an opportunity to shine, we gave them all the opportunity to shine. And the bullies in the movie and the bullies that were and the people that were being bullied were both bullied, right? Wow. So mm-hmm. We gave them a platform to, to act and stuff, and a lot of them still do it to today. Um, That's great. We, yeah, man. We did a red carpet event for them. We booked out uh, Creator mm-hmm. there um, by West. I Street remember I was one. there. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, you, you, you've <laughs> been there through all of it, T. Um, <laughs> but um, we, but we, uh, I learned more about that. So that was we were able to raise a budget for that, and then we had a couple of executive producers. So we raised for that project. We raised about thirty thousand for that project. Um, and that really went into equipment, it went into like, you know, food on the set, it went into some wardrobe and Yes. Again, no money left for us. Right? You can't really live right. off of that. We're just using that money to spend on on making the film. And um so that's what happened with that. And then um We started getting into, around the time that we were doing the website stuff with Jamie Lamb, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, He taught me about media buying. So um, I had, uh, my dad had a client, Jaya, right? And uh, he did their restaurant, right? And I've known the uh, Polk family for years. So I approached Mr. Polk and said, hey, let's do a TV commercial for you. You know, we'll shoot it and we'll put it on cable TV for you. Right. And, you know, he was a little hesitant, but he says, all right, you know, let's do it. Right. And Mr. Polk, is, you know, he had the, the capital at the time. So Jamie kind of mm-hmm. put me on to that. Um, and then I learned um, about media buying and how to buy television time and how and how that whole thing worked and creatives and stuff and formatting um, stuff for TV. And then I grew to love that a lot. So when we after reddit randy um we started thinking about another film uh called play to win which was um around the time michelle obama was in office with her let's move campaign so we were going to do that to like um combat childhood obesity like what we did to chop to combat um bullying right um right but um it didn't get off the ground we met with the kids we didn't raise the money that we wanted to uh, we were able to get the equipment and secure some stuff, but it just didn't work. So we did a, a couple of fun days with the kids, um, and we kind of shelved the project, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And around that time, so I, I really at that time, so here we were like doing what we really wanted to do, right, film production, and mm-hmm. then we were like, man, it's it's not like how we get paid with websites or or, or, or the mm-hmm. It's not like an immediate payday, and. Um, So what we ended up doing is uh, we started doing some advertising. Once we did the Jaya commercial, um, to to, to, to this day, it's probably one of the most successful restaurant campaigns, local restaurant campaigns in New York City, right? I've been running them since 2013 on on, Mm -hmm. on TV, right? Um, And so the only time that we paused was because of this pandemic and because Cuomo said, you know, restaurants are closed um but it did it each transition so between the modeling the web design the first Mm -hmm. film the second film um and then getting into commercials um and production i I found like man you know i i kind of man i get paid right away to do commercials but i still get to film and we still get to be part of that film production kind of situation Mm -hmm. But then I was like, oh, okay, I like this, like, you know, and so um, Ray at the time uh, wanted to venture off doing the same similar thing, but more so um, branding consulting, right? So speaking to people building their brand from, like, the ground up and consulting in that end. um, I I felt like a little, like, for me, I felt like I, I wanted to keep exploring the media buying because, again, for me, it's like, do it once and keep getting paid, right? Right. Well, right. Smith is still getting paid off of Freshman Civil Air, you know, right? You so, said. And mm-hmm. that's where a lot of times people um, pay their bills off of, those residual checks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the art of negotiating and I like the sort of production. So I said, I'm going to marry the media buying, um, uh, negotiating consulting side with the production side and create this company and so that's how ph consulting and media was formed
0: mm.
1: um and at the time when i did that company uh when i started it was with it was because my dad wanted me to i was still doing work with my father and he needed a way to pay me that wasn't mm. through my name right and he said right. you need to set up a dba and a dba essentially mm-hmm. is it's not a it's not a company, but it's you. You have enough information to set up a separate bank account in that company right. and it right. kind of separate. Even though it's all filed at the end, you can mm-hmm. kind of separate your business from your personal in a way. Right. Um, so and then I started doing 1099s and stuff with him to that. So he actually right. formed that company, the name and everything. Um, and that was just a DBA. We went down to the street, did a couple paperwork. I think he actually paid the check for me. I didn't have any money, so he. I think he even paid for me to set up that company. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so Phil, so
0: yeah. what people don't know about DBAs is, is that if you're able to, if you want to have a, a business, you can start with a DBA, right? Some people feel like they don't have the money to to to, to start a business with it, but if you have a yeah. vision, you can literally start a, a DBA for like fifty dollars. It's mm-hmm. just filing fees with the court, you know, yeah. um, and. And, and then after that, you know, if if you'd like, you know, then you can move forward. You know, after a while of you generating some income, to starting your LLC or C corp or S corp or whatever it is that that you want to start. But a lot of people don't really, they think that it takes this grand a- amount of money to to start. But yeah. truthfully, um, especially nowadays, like you really don't have to, to do that. You you can start with a DBA and then move move forward. So I just want to just kind of just put that in there. No, that's,
1: that's 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 completely that's completely true and you know um the first company we started um that was a corporation right so right. ray and I took on two roles um in a corporation you, you know you have the president the vice president the secretary and treasurer but you could take on mm-hmm. two roles so i was a vice president and treasurer and ray was a president and secretary right on, on paper right. right
0: on paper right
1: but the, the um what I but the corporation it, it's you can do a lot of tax incentives and stuff like that. But there's a lot of work when you, once you set up a corporation, you now have to be responsible for um, certain tax things quarterly, you yes. know, um, yes. filing and stuff. Um, so that was something that we learned. We just said, oh, we need a corporation. That's what everybody else has. Not going right. into that. We paid lawyers fees. We had, I mean, we had a CEO, we had all the books, we had stock, which we knew nothing about, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yes, so that was one of the things that I learned. And um, actually when I moved into my first office uh, in Rosedale in Cross Island, um, um, I knew that at some point I would have to set up an LLC because I was mm-hmm. still a DBA at the time. And yeah. Uh, the DBA does not protect you from liabilities. <laughs> nope. So yes, um, the, D, the, the, the DBA gives you the mindset and starts you off with that business. Right. Thing. Good starter. It, it, right. Yes. Just go get your DBA, start going. It just gets you in that mindset flow. You're not thinking about that. However, once you start making money and once you start yes. getting those contracts, those people now you're contracted to that business. So if something happens during your contract, they can go after all your personal stuff right and right. at the time I was with my parents so I'm like they're going to go probably after my parents cuz I don't got anything so um <laughs> yeah. so we started so I started the LLC and then um and then I started really focusing on marketing video mm-hmm. production and marketing and media buying and um you know that's that's where I'm at today um the one thing that's changed since Um, that first office in here is now we have a full studio. So um, I'm also part of garden city, New York media. Right. So what I did with that, again, with the reinventing myself, I realized with pH consulting and media, I can go after contracts that were maybe anywhere between five to $20,000, right. Mm -hmm. With garden city, New York media. I could go after contracts that were like fifteen thousand to sixty thousand and up, right? Because collectively as a group, um, we have a bigger team, we mm-hmm. have uh, larger liability insurance, we have a full studio here, right? And um, we're in a we're in a, a really affluent area, right? Yeah, so definitely. we charge for things, just like when you go to a restaurant in Manhasset. Versus a restaurant, let's say on Jamaica, the food could still be the same. It could be just as good, but one you're paying this much and you're paying that much for the other one, right? Location, location, location. Locate, and that's another thing I'll, I'll talk to you about in a little bit, a little bit later. But how important location and zip code is to your business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how I ended up here. You know, those transitions that um, I kept reinventing myself based on really two things, right? One, the I always had the consistency of trying to figure out something I can do uh, one time and then continue to get paid for it. And two, right. listening to my clients and what their needs were, right? Mm. So when it came to, um, I mean, even and our clients were literally even viewers. So even with the modeling thing, at the time, that was something that people wanted, right? It was it was big, and people were really requesting it. You know, and I remember we met with um, Q um, from Worldstar before he died, um, and we talked about a lot of like the, the different kinds of things that were going on and uh, ideas that we could do with like modeling and stuff. But he wanted to take it to a different level, right? Right. I, yeah. I never wanted to. I was always in this kind of phrase where it's like, kind of like, I don't know, I felt like I was just controlling the girls and like, you know, did they really want to do this? And like, so, Mm -hmm. but listening to those people, um, I listened and we've, at each step, we knew that um, uh, we needed to keep evolving, right? So as websites evolved, we evolved with with the websites, you know, as what people wanted on content and social, we started doing. A lot of people, for instance, didn't know that they could get on television for the rates that I was getting them on TV. They thought TV was right. like, you had to have $50,000 just to start, right? And like, wait, I could do it $5,000? I could do it $2,500? I didn't know I could get on TV on these networks for that much. So there was an education. So I was being paid to educate people, too. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how I ended up here, you know? And that's, that's how we're the studio now. <laughs> that's no, how I, I, mean, so, I mean,
0: it's a beautiful studio. Um oh, thanks, bro. So, so let's let us let us trans transition into kind of building a team. Um, so like, what is the importance of building a really solid team around you? You know, at, at first you had Ray, yeah. um, and and now transitioning in, into this business. Um, you know, you still have you know you know Brian and Matt, you know things yes. like that. So yeah. so, how like what's the importance of building uh, a good team? Sh- sh- oh, okay, shout out to Sam. Sam's vision.
1: Oh, What's Autography up, Sam? Yeah, Glad, yeah, yeah. Glad you're on with us, brother. <laughs> um, yeah. I would say, okay, there's three things that I learned. Well, well, two that I know off the top, right? What I learned from being a, from learning and being experienced, to just starting out. One, um, I thought I should have every title in the book, right? <laughs> so on my <laughs> yeah. business cards. I had like 80 titles, right? I was this, mm-hmm. I was CEO, I was, I was all of this stuff, right? None of that stuff matters, right? Uh, in fact, most CEOs and stuff that I know, the millionaires and people I know, don't have a business card or will hang out in the back of a room, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but so I learned about, you know, figuring out, condensing who what you really want to do and really kind of focusing on that specific thing. Because whenever mm-hmm. you think about anybody, like uh, Michael Jordan, Barack Obama, uh, uh, Tom Cruise, you, you know them for something, even though they're making so much more money off of other things. Like Ryan Reynolds, Shaq, they are oh, mm-hmm. making more money in their other business, Rihanna. Of course. Right? But you mm-hmm. know Rihanna's a singer. Right, yeah. but Rihanna is Rihanna is chilling right now. She's not even trying to put mm-hmm. out an album, right? Right. So really figuring out what you really want to do, and, and not being so obsessed with titles, right? Just mm-hmm. just working and, and, and building the craft. You know what they say, like ten thousand hours. Like if you can do something for ten thousand hours, you can be a master of it. Um, mm-hmm. That was one. And the second thing I learned was you have to give money away. <laughs> if if somebody's giving you five thousand dollars don't say man i want to figure out how to keep five thousand dollars you budget yourself and say okay five thousand dollars i'm going to pay myself maybe nine hundred dollars out of that then i'm going to pay my director this much and in a lot of cases my director my dp um make more than me on the on the job right Mm -hmm. But what we would do is, I set aside some for the for the company, sort of what we call the house, right? So, PH yep. Consulting and Media makes a mm-hmm. percent of the total sale. The Correct. producer, which is myself, will take a percent. Um, Matt will take a percent as a director. Pete will take a percent as a director of photography, right? And then Matt may take it, or Peter may take it, or I might have another person doing the editing. Then we have our cast. Uh, um, which is like our actors that get paid. And then we have our production assistants. These are the people that pick up lights, move, move, move cords around. They are so important to the set. Right. And then, um, if you have it, you know, um, if you have it in budget, maybe having like a production assistant, I have a fantastic Mm -hmm. production assistant now, um, Mm -hmm. who manages my food budget. Uh, so we don't go over, um, If somebody's running late, they're communicating with them with directions and stuff. So imagine Mm -hmm. you have to do, you have this money, you have $5,000, but you have to do all of those roles. You're running around with cords, you're ordering Panera, you're trying to be behind the set, making sure your client's work is good, you're writing, right? And by the end of the day, you're exhausted, right? And the project is sort of like lacking because it's like Mm -hmm. the, the job that you were meant to do, you can't even do 100% right right so a team is so vital to whatever you're doing especially in my field um we can't do I I have we have a a technician here a stage team to Pete who's amazing he handles all of like our technical stuff here Uh, we Mm -hmm. have like the uh, like 10 to 15 uh, uh, monitors in here that are all synced up. he controls all of that Uh, John our studio manager John manages mm-hmm. um, and meets all the clients. He sets it up. We have a, mm-hmm. a makeup artist that's on call all the time, right? Um, yeah. So a team is so important. And I, one of my, my favorite things to do is pay people. Like I love when payroll when, I, when it comes in and I can start transferring money out into people's account. And thank you so much for being a part of this um, production. You guys did a great job. Um, Always positive reinforcements. I feel like that's very big for a leader. You know, build build somebody's strengths and, you know, help educate them, help them with their weaknesses. Um, Mm -hmm. I learn from them every day. Um, But yeah, having a team is so important, man. And what I'll say to anybody, if if you're you're trying to figure out how to hold on to the money or how to hold on to as much money that came from that project as possible, you're doing Mm -hmm. yourself an injustice because the time that you're paying that team out, you could be also simultaneously going on and getting other business. And so mm-hmm. you can simultaneously work on other projects versus trying to eat all that project. And when that money is gone, you have nothing next on the table. Right. Gotcha. So that kind of freed me up to think about uh, new clients and how we engage with them mm-hmm. while the production going on. Uh, we just shot a TV commercial two weeks ago. I, 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 I created the creative deck, the storyboard, the script, Peter and Matt, we had our uh, meetings. Uh, Alex knew what she had to do. Everybody on set, the makeup artists, everybody knew what they had to do. I can focus on just being there with my clients and making sure Mm -hmm. that they liked how everything was going and how everything was coming out. And um, I um, I began writing about a year ago, too. So I'm also not only just producing, but I'm also writing now. So I write. 90% of the scripts and stuff that we do um, here. So Mm -hmm. um, it allowed me to write and tweak and have that time. So teamwork and having a team is is super important.
0: Dope. So we got about 15 minutes left, so I kind of want to get to a couple more things. Um, So transitioning into like business and marriage, right? Um, So your lovely wife, you know, shout out to (laughs) Samantha again. Um, She's a serial, you know, she's a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I don't, you know, a, as long as I've known her, I don't know if she's ever or remember even remember her having a real nine to five, right? Um, uh,
1: no, but, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. So, um, I know you guys have two separate businesses. She has a traveling service, uh, a yeah. company, and everybody go check that out. Um, and so, you know it was very interesting to see you two, like when you two got together, um, you guys work together. Yes. Right. But you guys have different businesses. Um, So I just kind of just want to just hear a little bit about your experience um, working with your wife, you know, as two entrepreneurs that have two separate businesses, but yet you guys work so well uh, together in (laughs) business. So I just kind of wanted you to speak to that a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, no, um, it's great. I mean, um, what I would say for uh, entrepreneur couples is um, whatever, whatever you bring to the table, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, be that for that person. Right. So for me, it's marketing and video production. Right. So that's my, my, that's my lane in her business. Right. So right. Right now we're crafting out next year um partnerships with like sandals and mm-hmm. American express and stuff like that. Right. but, that's my role. So when people have media inquiries, that's my role in her business. I don't get involved with how she treats her agents. I might give her wow. advice here and there. Um, I, she, she sees all of my projects. So every time I shoot a commercial or anything, by the time I finish editing, she's the first person to see it. Babe, what do you think about this? She'll give me some feedback or whatever. I take it into consideration. Um, and, uh, and and I'll make a change. or I may not make a change, right? Right and um so it's important that you don't push yourself into that person's business you kind mm-hmm. of you know s- keep your lane right and if they ask for advice you do kind of give it to them now on mm-hmm. the other side Samantha and I are creating a company together which is uh which is a child of her travel business and my production business and we're going to offer um marketing for resorts and stuff like that which is we're filming at the resorts and she's coming back and pushing it out to her agents. And we're doing media spend on, on marketing that. Right. So that's called Hammond vacations.
0: Oh wow. This is an exclusive. Yeah, I didn't is, even yes. know this. This yeah, is an exclusive. Ah, right, Yeah. So then y'all heard it here first. I appreciate the <laughs> exclusive brother. Okay. So yeah. this is called Hammond vacations.
1: Yeah. So the concept is there and we already have some, um, uh, we're going to manage, uh, some rental properties, um, for some, uh, for people vacationing, like say to Disney and stuff, we already have a couple clients that we've been kind of working with, but we put it on hold because of the COVID and the pandemic and stuff like that. And um, but um, we know that it's a business that we're gonna start. Um, one of her friends, uh, Crystal, who I did work for for a period of time, right? As a mm-hmm. So, so you guys know, last year I did have a nine to five while I still had my business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't go seeking that nine to five. Uh, she approached me. I was her client, but I mean, I was, she was my client, but what happened was she got funding and they needed employees, not consultants. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. but one thing in her business that I realized her husband manages the mm-hmm. back fulfillment. She handles the front, right. With all the orders and the creative stuff. And they, don't go over each other. So the final word in the back is jeans, right? Her word is the front, right? So it's, it's good to, it's good, I think in relationships, whether you're just um, not in a business, just in relationships itself, or you're in a business of having a relationship and a business, you want to create rule, rules and, and lanes for yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do in the business. This is what you're going to do in the business. You're the final word on this. You're the final word on that. I think setting that up from the beginning and having an understanding, all right, babe, I'm going to wash the dishes. You know, I'm going to take out trash. So if the trash is not taken out, that's my responsibility or whatever, right? Her response to me might be something else, right? So I think those kind of things are important, right? um Mm -hmm. and and establishing that from the beginning and i think if you can establish that you can have a fantastic uh work relationship as long as you guys understand that you know you're not crossing paths and you're and you're managing that department you know i think i think that will work
0: though um well one uh congratulations on the new business venture um that you're going into i assume 2021 you know i assume will be probably you know when you'll be oh so congratulations in advance um so shifting to something else. So, you know, this whole year has been um, pretty tough, I think, for a lot of people. A mm-hmm. lot of people have, you know, lost their jobs. You know, some people have lost their businesses. Um, you know, and between COVID, the, the you know, the civil unrest that that's going on in our country, yeah. you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are suffering in silence. People have lost loved ones, you know, uh, to COVID. Um, yeah. And these are just real things, you know. Um, so, like every day, you know, like we see things every day, whether it be on social media, television, mm-hmm. you know, that can affect the way we feel on an everyday basis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's and that's and that's a fact, you know. So we go through all of our everyday trials and tribulations, and then we have a lot of things that we see every day, you know, right. George Floyd, Ahmad Aubrey, you know, right. things like that. That we that we realize that we grieve those things too, you know. Right. Um, so, how have you been able to kind of been able to kind of uh, practice self care, um, you know, within yourself, and to kind of stay positive? And do you give yourself uh, room to kind of breathe and grieve and kind of just go forward, um, you know, in, in life? Like, how do you manage your day to day struggles?
1: Um, for me, I definitely. Um, stay productive. Um, even when the pandemic mm-hmm. was happening and I couldn't go into the studio or the office, um, I was taking Spanish. I'm on 187 days of Spanish now. Um, I was taking a oh. law class with Harvard.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: I, start, I became a plant guy. I started buying plants and growing plants. <laughs> um, and I realized that even with... And I say this to guys, too. If you're... It, if you want to really help yourself to you know mm-hmm. um, you you like a girl and you you want to figure out how to like date her or how to like woo her the one thing i would say is be busy right stay busy stay productive right and i don't mean artificially busy i mean just productive right doing things every day where you wake up with a purpose and you have an idea of what you're going to do or what you want to accomplish right helps a lot with your with your, your mental because um, people that are lost generally means that they don't have a direction on what they want to do, right? It's just—it sounds—it's mm-hmm. really as simple as it sounds. Um, but those things doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a business. It can right. be no. um, a creative uh, opportunity. It could be reading a mm-hmm. book, writing, it. it could be writing. It could be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing uh, Zoom calls for a little bit. Those are incredible. Yeah. Seeing your friends on zoom mm-hmm. and like talking to somebody i have mm-hmm. got kids talking to kids on the phone yep. oh my gosh talking to kids always puts me at ease they're they're so like um they don't know anything a lot of the craziness going on in are they so they're so they're this. so pure yeah they're talking to you about <laughs> batman and everything like that and honestly to this day i still watch cartoons sam makes <laughs> i still watch cartoons because um, it helps me my creativity. It helps me keep an open mind. Children have big open minds. I think as adults, we start to close mind ourselves. Yes,
0: right? yes, yes.
1: You tell a child they can fly. They're trying to jump off a building. You tell adults yes. they can fly, they're like, hell no, right?
0: Like,
1: yeah, flying, what to get out of here, right? It's right. because we lose that open-mindedness, right? And I think that's what's always saved me, having an open mind. Um, allowing my friends to be who they are, um, allowing situations to just happen, right? You build Mm -hmm. this anxiety up until something's happening. Oh, my God, I don't know what to do. You know, sometimes letting go. Um, I use an app called Calm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really Mm -hmm. good. Um, I listen to uh, the bedtime story sometimes. Um, I do, like, 15-minute meditation sometimes um, before I'm about to go into a meeting. I like to listen to music, um, some Kenny G. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, those type of things definitely helped me through the pandemic. And um, what I learned is, I, um, my wife and I are meant to be together because we we. I mean, no no fighting. Shout out I'm to happy. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's up, Matt? What's up, other? What's going on, Matt? What's going on, Matt? Um, and so I I learned a lot from that. Right. I learned a lot from being inside and knowing our spending time with my family, I got so much closer with my brothers and my sisters and my mom, like, and, and so that, re- I, I really enjoyed having that time with them. And then when mm-hmm. back to going to work, I had this renewed purpose right now, right? Like, oh, right. there's new ideas coming out and stuff like that. So that really helped me, you know? No, really helped me. So I, that's, how, that's how I kind of kept that self-care going. Oh. Perfect,
0: man. Um, So I guess my last question would be, let's just say, you know, somebody wants to be an entrepreneur. I'm not going to put an age on it because I don't really think it matters. Um, Right. But they they come to you and say, Phil, you know, I, I got this idea. I think it's great. You know, of course, you know, but how do I get started? You know, what do I do? You know, like I'm afraid to get started, let's just say. I'm afraid to get out there and do it. And I don't really know how to get started. You know, like, what would you tell somebody like that?
1: Um, I would say to hang... If you have a business idea, right, um, and you know the industry, um, I would try to find somebody, go through your phone, and find somebody that is somewhere in that industry. It doesn't have to be a high-up position. Say, for instance, you want to get into filmmaking, and you know somebody that's a production assistant, right? Right. Uh, Hey, you think you can get me an internship or or something in that field, right? Because I think the more you educate yourself on that industry, the better equipped Mm -hmm. you are to start your own business in it, right? And that could be anything. Um, Spend a lot of hours cooking, right? If you want to be a chef, you want to open a cooking thing, you know, if you learn how to cook, right? Um, For me, um, I learned every aspect of my business. I learned how to film I didn't learn how to edit but i learned how to shoot with a camera basic stuff i understand basic Mm -hmm. lighting. so if matt or peter or someone's talking to me on set i understand what they're talking about even though i'm not the one setting it up i understand what they're doing their process so Mm -hmm. kind of figuring out all the pieces to that business all the roles you're going to have to do and kind of just doing a little research in each role i think is going to go a long way Mm -hmm. Um, once you are once you are once you have gotten experience Offer a service to somebody at a really reasonable rate.
0: Right. Listen, can I do
1: this for you? Sometimes I used to do things for free. Um, Yeah. Sometimes i will be like, hey, I'll do it for a couple hundred bucks. Uh, No problem. Um, As you start doing it, right, you're going to start getting better. Um, You know, and and anything that you guys do, um, whether it's for $200, whether it's for free, whether it's for $5,000, put it in paper write it down like let them sign it say hey this is what i'm going to do for you and this is what you're getting in return this is what i'm going to return once you have that on paper and you guys sign and agree on those terms it becomes a contract right so now that's something that you can hold of any issues ever happen you can go back and refer that contract to a legal document it could be on a napkin i would say everyone yeah. has access to a computer now microsoft word yeah just type it up um And then the third thing I'd say is once you have um, spent time learning about what what you're trying to do, you spent time interning or doing something with somebody in that experience, you spent time learning about each aspect of that business, and then you've offered that service as a trial run to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes time to setting up your business, right, don't waste too much time – not setting your business up correctly. And I say that to say is because, and I'm gonna give you a story about the pandemic now.
0: Wait, Phil, hold on one second. Listen, we got about 60 seconds. Okay. We got about 60 seconds, go ahead.
1: This is my my last thing to everybody, right? When you're setting up a business, make sure that you set it up correctly. It it can be an LLC, it can be a simple uh, business. But once you registered your business, whether you're making money or not, your business is growing, even if you're not funding that business, right? So now gotcha. you have a two-year-old business that has no money in it, right? I say that to say, when the pandemic happened, because my business has um, a certain amount of years under its belt, and because of where I am, I was able to secure six figures worth of funding for the business, right? Gotcha. So mm-hmm. always... Set your business up once you've established some type of experience with it.
0: Got you. Listen, Phil, it, it's been amazing. We got 10 seconds. I appreciate <laughs> you, bro. Yes, uh, thank you for doing this over me. That's a wrap for season one of Conversations of the Heart. Yes, sir. Stay tuned for, for season two. Yo, thank Congrats. you, man. Thank you,
1: everybody. Salute.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Hi, right, brother. Listen, um, at the end of the day, Phil. Tell yeah. people, um just give people
1: a, real quick just your at. oh, um, at like, oh but they can big find phil. you yeah i at, i am big phil got i got you i am big p h i l l
0: all right yo man that's that's super dope man um and I know how you started the webs your, like the websites that you used to build, I know how you learned it it was <laughs> it was coding it was coding our first black pen page so yes. I, I, I remember yeah, them man. things, bro.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you brought it back, bro.
0: <laughs> yo, my brother, yo, listen, thank you, bro. Yes. Um and hopefully man we can do a part 2 next time we'll, uh, we'll be in that studio. Yes, and man. We'll I'll bring my the team, team board, bro. Man. <laughs> and and we'll bring the team, man. All, All right, brother. Yeah, I bro. yo, love you too, bro. Peace. Peace.